Hey, children's authors, do you hate social media? Or maybe just the part of social media where you have to create content for yourself and for your book. Today's show will help you if you know you need to be there, but you hate the thought of actually being there. Hello to all my children's writing friends. This is Lori at the Writer's Way podcast, and welcome to a little piece of holiday joy. It's the 12 days of marketing. Hello again, writers. Welcome to day 11 of the 12 days of marketing for children's authors <laughs> Christmas series. That's an unwieldy name. This episode is fresh, fresh and new because I asked a few days ago if people wanted information on creating content for their social media. And thank you for those of you who got in touch with me and said, yes, you put your hands up and you said, yes, please. Yes, please. So you're going to want to stick around to the very end because today's special deal is, I think, amazing. It's for day 11 as a special deal, but it's also because we're celebrating 900 members in the Facebook group. So if you're not in the Facebook group, it's free. It's fun. Come on over and join us. And maybe when we get to a thousand members, I'll do something else. Anywho, so today we're going to talk about social media content. And just as a heads up, in January, I'll be doing a series as well on social social media, more specifically selling on social media. So today we're going to talk about content creation and what you should think about when you're creating your content so that it doesn't end up being last minute throw spaghetti on the wall type of Hail Mary posts that inevitably don't work and feel disappointing and leads to that cycle of hating social media, taking a break from social media, deciding that maybe you'll try it again, but still not really having a strategy and not enjoying it and not seeing any results from it. And so then you take another break from it and you can see how that really won't get you very far, right? So what I want to talk about today is four types of content that I believe should, in be, should be in everybody's strategy. Okay, so it's just going to be talking about this type of content you can create. And you may or may not know that my team and I do marketing for people. We do social media content for people. And this is what we do for people. It's legitimate. <laughs> we actually use it. It works. And that's what I'm sharing with you today. Okay, so whenever we talk about content creation, the team and I and, and clients and I, we talk about four types. So if you have been online for more than a minute and you've followed anybody who talks about content creation or content strategy, you've maybe seen people talk about or heard people talk about pillars or buckets or um, types of content. And so it doesn't really matter what word you use. It's like categories and it's to organize it for your own purposes so that you know what's going on, right? So this is what the four categories are when I think about social media and social media post creation. So the first one is engagement. Engagement is strictly for the purpose of getting comments and likes. Likes aren't that important, but some somewhat. Comments and shares would be the most important. So stay with me and I'm going to circle back to some examples of those. And then awareness. So awareness is where people get to know about you, your brand, your books, you as an author, your mission, your passion, your why. It establishes credibility because people get to know you and see you as an authority. And it also establishes connection so that if they have this, a similar passion, mission, why, purpose, all that kind of stuff, they're going to feel connected to you, right? The next kind is sales. 
slash promo is what I call it. And so a lot of authors get stuck in one of these. They get stuck, let's say, making engaging content. And so their content is very engaging, lots of shares, lots of comments. It's fantastic. But then no posts are about sales. And so you can have a thriving page, group, feed, whatever. But if you don't have any posts that actually are asking for sales, chances are good you're not going to have any sales. So sales slash promo. So in other words, if you had a, have a special or a discount or a, uh, a bundle or something like that, that would go here. So this would be considered conversion content. So content that you put out that you have a specific conversion event in mind, and that would be for people to click through and buy something, right? And there's a second kind of conversion content. So this is the fourth category, and that's growth. So growth can be two things. Usually for me, it's grow your email list. So again, the conversion event is to have people join your email list, but it can also be to grow your channel, to grow your page, to grow your group. And so you can see how that intent of wanting to grow wherever you are is going to be a much different post than wanting to engage. So that's the four. So it's engagement, awareness, sales or promo, and growth. Okay, so now let's go back up to the beginning. Let's talk about engagement. There's two kinds I like to talk about. So engagement can be creating conversations. So if you're going to make a post to to invite conversation, you want you want people to share their opinions, to share their comments, right? And the more opinions, the more comments, the more questions you ask and people who answer, that triggers any algorithm. That's how the algorithms work. So if there's only one comment and nothing else for a couple of hours, your content is essentially dead. If you have, you know, lots of comments in the first couple of hours, the algorithm will see that, see it as useful, relevant content, and then they'll cycle it out and to your followers and people who might be interested. So it gets seen by more people if there's more comments and that's what you want, right? So the more people who see it, the more likely they are to follow you or join your group or click through, spend more time. So examples of conversation content would be a question. Okay, and so often we call these questions conversation starters, and they may or may not have something to do with your actual book, your book topic, your niche. So if you can make it slightly relevant, obviously that's probably best. But depending on what your content, your topic is, you're going to want to try different things. You're going to want to ask different questions to start different conversations and see what resonates with your audience. So here's just a couple of them. Okay, so depending again on what age your target market is, for example, can your kids take their phone to their bedroom at night? Or maybe it would even be, do your kids have a phone? Or maybe if your content is geared to younger kids, like three and younger, do your children, are your children allowed to play with an iPad? Do they own an iPad? So you can see how these types of questions, like people get fired up really quickly and they'll be like, hells no, or heck yeah, of course, like we got to make it through. So you would get a lot of comments on this type of uh, conversation starter. What about describe your parenting style in one word? Or if you're on Facebook where they can use GIFs, describe your parenting style in a GIF. And this would also, you could reuse something like this. So like it's almost Christmas time as we're doing this 12-day series. So it could be describe your parenting style in December <laughs> using a GIF or using one word or something like that, right? Maybe if your book is geared to teachers or kids in school, do you think that children lack discipline in school these days? Ooh, you can see how these are 
like there's nothing about that specifically that's controversial, but you're going to get some controversial comments most likely. It's going to be a very engaging conversation. Do you force your kids to eat all their vegetables? Do you force them to eat fruit? Now, what's the one word in there that's going to get people fired up? Force. Do you force them? Insert whatever else. You're going to have a very engaging post if you do these. Now, something else people love to talk about is their kids in general. So how many children do you have? Guess what? People are going to answer, especially with that one, because it's short and simple. It's a very quick answer. Three, four, five, one, none, whatever. So you can see how all of those examples are going to create a lot of comments, uh, a lot of engagement with people, and then you can engage with their comments. And then it's a snowball effect and it gets a lot of algorithm juice is what I call it. So polls, quizzes, quizzes. If you have a market research type question or just one of those conversation starter questions, those are all examples of engaging conversation content. Okay. So now our second type of engagement content is more geared towards having people feel like they're part of a community, your community. You want to evoke strong emotions and really make them identify with the community that you are establishing around your book, around your brand. It makes them want to share the content on their own social media when they do this because they really resonate with whatever the community is, right? You, what you, your goal is when you make a post like this is for the person, your ideal person, not for every person. You don't want to attract every single person. Your ideal person. So the parent, the teacher, the grandparent, the counselor, whoever it is, you want them to feel like, oh my goodness, this post is incredible and my friends would love it too. And that's how you know you've hit on a really good community type post when your followers want to share it with their friends who are also in their community, right? So even though I would consider this an engagement post, if people are sharing it, you're also going to be getting some growth to your your um, channel or, or your page or your group, wherever you're posting this. So it c- they can have two purposes, but primarily I would say this is a community focused piece of content. So examples of this are memes. Haha. <laughs> Funny jokes or inspirational quotes or sayings. It can also be original quotes and sayings from your brain so that you don't get caught with any copyright issues or original memes that you have made it made as well as any curated ones as long as they're um, okay to share. So now you can see really easily, probably when I've talked about these two types of engagement content, you can probably see how easy it would be to get stuck here. You can get stuck here because these are the kinds of posts that actually get responses. They get shared, they get lots of comments. And so you feel like these are the winners. This is where you need to be. This is what you need to create because they are winning for you. However, these are not conversion pieces of content. So these might grow your channel. These might uh, get you more algorithm juice, but they're not usually going to get you sales or they're not usually going to grow your email list. And that's okay because that's not their purpose. Their purpose is to get algorithm juice and for people to feel like they're part of your community and to share it which again does create more algorithm juice. Okay. So you don't, a lot of people will get stuck in this engagement area. Don't get stuck here. Just do maybe one post a week that is engagement. Alrighty. So now let's move on to awareness posts. So now the first type of awareness is like credibility content. So the purpose of this is to build your authority now, I, I don't mean you need to be like a PhD, child psychologist, anything like that. Even as a mom, you have authority. It's authority in your subject matter because you've chosen to write about it. 
which which required some research and a lot of thinking about it, maybe reading some books, maybe giving some talks, wherever your your experiences lie, you've built some authority just by writing a book on it, right? So you have to share that authority. You can't just hide in the background <laughs> and hope that people just get it. You really have to, I mean, I'm not saying be icky or spammy or salesy or anything, but you do have to demonstrate your authority. You want to remove resistance for people who feel like they don't know you well enough to trust you. And you do that just by by sharing bits about yourself. So examples of this kind of credibility content would be you talking about things you've learned along the way. You talking about things you've researched and found out. Maybe you could think of this as like, I'm a real author type of stuff, right? So this might be your journey, your author journey, what you had to do, what you had to learn to get this book out there. So that would definitely establish authority as an author. More than that, social proof or testimonials or reviews, you can even just take screenshots. They don't have to be fancy, but any type of that social proof will show people again, you're a real author. <laughs> I say that facetiously, but you get, you get my point. Behind, behind the scenes work, Behind-the-scenes glimpses of your life as an author, again, will build authority just because you are an author. Signing books, like in your house and then getting them mailed off, or if you have a book signing, something like that. Finding your book in the library, finding your book on a bookshelf, in a store, all those kinds of things. Any publicity that you've got, all of those things showcase that you know what you're talking about, okay? So think of all of those things as, quote unquote, I'm a real author. <laughs> but it builds your authority and it removes those that resistance that people feel like, who is this person, this random person on my social media channel? There's another kind of awareness. And so this is more connection content. And so this, the purpose of this kind is to make people really feel connected to your brand, whether they realize it or not. Like it might be on a subconscious level, even it's not really surface level where like the engagement stuff is. It's about creating like deeper, more genuine feelings of relatability and understanding towards your book, your brand or you. Now, this kind of content people don't always engage with. They don't always share it as much, but they it will make them feel pulled towards you. So this is when you would get more followers, most likely. Um, so I hope that that makes sense. So the engagement content is more likely to get those likes and shares and comments. But some of the other comment people will definitely read and resonate with but they don't often make comments. What you might get is a DM behind the scenes because they, you know, they felt so pulled to that piece of content. They wanted to write to you, but often it is behind the scenes. So examples of these, these are things like stories from your life that would explain why you've written this book or why your mission is what it is, why you're passionate about writing or the topic, your life philosophies, maybe your philosophies as a, as a teacher or as a parent, your values as, you know, whoever you are projecting, if that's if you're talking as a parent, or if you're talking as a teacher or something else, your personal wisdom, anything really that allows people to get to know that why behind you behind your book and behind your brand, and then therefore they feel a connection towards all of that. Okay. 
Moving on, let's talk about sales slash promo, but this also, we can, we can tie this all in so I don't keep you here for too long. We can also tie it into the growth. So remember there's two more. These are the conversion types of content, which really means you want them to do something, to take an action rather than just a like or comment. So an action off of the channel usually. So sales or growth. Okay, so these are the posts that people either get stuck in the sales posts, and those are the people you see like constantly saying, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, or authors will never do a sales post for whatever reason. So they're stuck somewhere else and they don't do these, but you have to do these. So you can either, you know, schedule them up to run every, every Saturday morning, or you can just have them in your rotation once a week, but you need to do them because if people if you don't ask for the sale, people aren't just going to hunt you down. They would have to feel a really strong connection to you. And that doesn't often happen in our busy, crowded online world. So for sales or for growth, it's really about creating curiosity, like a hook. I talk about a hook a lot. You really want to have people curious and wondering so that they click through and they take the action, whatever you're asking them to do. So if that's growing your email list, like asking them to become one of your subscribers or clicking through to a promo you have for Christmas. Maybe you have the 12 days of Christmas running and you have a different discount every day. Does that sound familiar? Or you have a book bundle that's new or something like that. Or for, you know, use the the holidays to any of the holidays in the, in the year to try to have a reason to offer a promotion. And so for anybody who is selling POD, through Amazon, you're thinking, I have $3 royalty per book. I spend $2.50 of that on my um, Amazon ads. I have nothing left to give. I can't give any discounts. You don't have to give a price discount. You can give something else. You can give a curated book list, a curated video list, a curated playlist on Spotify. Share that. There's a lot of things you can do for your followers, your audience that don't cost you money. They just cost you time. And that's not to say you have to make a new one every week either. You just have to remember to share. (laughs) A lot of people make something once, share about it once, and then that's it. They're done. You have to share it multiple times, right? Okay. Sorry. That was a bit of a tangent. (laughs) So sales posts will have a call to action that says, Hey, click through to, you know, click the link in bio or click here to see the sale or to see the discount or to do whatever you're asking them to do. It could be an invitation. So maybe it's an invitation to join your email list or your Facebook group or your Pinterest board or whatever it is, but you can, you can extend it as an invitation. If you're looking for lead generation, which is growing your email list, again, that's just asking people for whatever reason. So you can offer a freebie, we call it, or an opt-in or a lead magnet. We call it a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, you're asking people to join your email list. You can ask them to confirm something about themselves. You can straight up ask for a sale or it can be uh, a promotion. Okay, so let me just recap really quickly the four types of social content. And let me reiterate, you need to have all four. So the engagement was the first one. And the engagement, the purpose of this is to grow, grow whatever channel or group or wherever you're on by getting more 
algorithm juice. So you can do this by creating conversations or, and you can do this by creating a real community feel. The second one is awareness. So we're going to build our credibility, quote unquote, I'm a real author. And we're going to, we're going to try to create connections with our content so that people feel connected with us. They resonate with us. They might not really think, Hey, I resonate with this author. It might be more subconscious than that, but they're going to be drawn to you. They're going to be pulled to you. And that's definitely what we want. The last two are the conversion content types, which are sales and growth. And again, a lot of people never think to do a growth specific post, just like they never think to do a sales specific post. So tag a friend who would like this will help to grow your channel, your group, your page. Tag your favorite small business. We've all seen lots of those. Tag your sister, tag your favorite teacher, tag your favorite comedian, whatever. People doing that will, some of those people who come because they're like, why was I tagged in that? They're going to follow you. Okay, so those would be examples of growth things. Growth, growing your email list is just straight up join my email list. Except don't say that. Make it sound more curiosity-based. Give it a hook. Like uh, upcoming books and topics and discounts are one reason to join my email list, but they're certainly not the only one. Or exciting, exciting, exciting and new discoveries about dinosaurs is one, those are, those are two reasons to join my email list, but that's not, those aren't the only ones. Can you see how that sounds different than join my email list? So really think about how you're writing them. This has been the longest one so far. I'm sorry. I went off. Apparently Lori 2021 is more verbose than Lori 2019. So here's the special for today. I have a, I would call it like a mini course for sale on my site, marketingforchildrensauthors.com. That's been in the vault for about a year. It's called Compelling Content Creation and it goes for $29. So because I hit that 900 people in my Facebook group, which is also called Marketing for Children's Authors. And because we're talking about content creation today, I want to give you a sweet, sweet deal on it. So instead of $29, you can pick it up for $5. What am I even thinking doing that? But I love you all. I love that you're listening. I love all the messages I've gotten. I especially love people who say, hey, I was there for the first round of the 12 days of Christmas, but I'm still loving it. I'm picking up new things and it's still good, still relevant two years later. So, so Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll put the link in the show notes and in the social media if that's where you're watching or listening. And you can pick that up. I think I'm going to extend all the specials until Christmas because that feels fairly festive. And then probably my last day of work. Let's see. I'm not going to work on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. You might get away with it till Boxing Day when I'm bored. And then I'm going to remove all these special deals. Still, I would say pick them up now while you're thinking about it because you know, you're not going to want to be working during those days either. Right, my friends? Okay, I'm going to stop for now. I'm going to be back tomorrow with a wrap up. Thank you for listening.